0: Welcome back to the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. And on today's pod, it's Mondays with Millard crossover with Sully Baseball of Locked on MLB. It's Mondays with Millard on his podcast feed. So you're going to listen to our crossover today where we answer the question Is expanded playoffs actually good for the competitive aspect of Major League Baseball? It's a very good question that we're going to dive into on today's pod. So let's jump right into it.
1: Daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to another. Locked on MLB crossover. It's Mondays with Millard and Sully. I guess that's our new Monday show. (laughs) We're going to have come up with Millard and Sully. Sully and Millard in your mornings. That's right. we got a brand new week and a new week to start. I'm your pal Sully. I'm the host of Locked on MLB. Paul Francis is my full name, but you know what? That's too cumbersome. Sully is fine um i go i make sure i emphasize my middle name because to make sure people don't know i'm not paul sullivan from the chicago tribune because that actually caused a little bit of confusion when i started my podcasting world no no that's a very different paul sullivan um just call me sully right like if you're watching it right there see that right there sully just like the dude who landed the plane
0: Uh, have you ever thought about changing your name to uh, sully baseball legally
1: uh, Sully baseball legally is just too cumbersome. Um, okay. but uh, Sully baseball, you know what? It may get to that point. It may get to that point. I may pull a uh, world be free, Magic Johnson, uh, go. Meta World Peace, all you, you name it. You got Enus it but right over there if you're watching right there. We're gonna Brady Bunch this. That's Miller Thomas, my buddy from Locked On Diamondbacks. Follow him at creator Thomas24. Hey, you can follow. Locked On MLB on Twitter and on Instagram at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter, Instagram. on am at Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Millard, you can follow on, where can you follow Locked On Diamondbacks?
0: Honestly, if you just go to the search bar, type in Locked On Diamondbacks on Twitter and Instagram, you can definitely find us. We're going back on Instagram. We're going to start grinding again on that because we just it, have fallen it, off. Insta. Yeah, we, we've fallen off the last few months, so we're back on it. It's-
1: it's okay, baby. That's what I follow. It's okay. <laughs> That's right. Why am I why am I talking like a uh right, not hundred percent sure? Not hundred percent sure. He's you're a creator Thomas 24 on Twitter. That's what I'm trying to say. Hey, right, um, it's Monday, it's the seventh day of March. Hey, people who follow locked on be sorry, I only dropped a couple episodes last week. I'm gonna pick up the slack a little bit this week. It was a it was a bit of a crazy week for your pal Sully in the in the non-baseball world, and also I want to wish uh, uh, a happy birthday to my boys, my boys Aiden and Maddie, who, uh, oh, okay. who turned the big 17. My twin sons turned the big oh, 17 Oh, you got twins? Yesterday. Wow. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's, I don't uh, know enough about my podcast buddy here. I didn't know you yeah, had twins. Well, well, hey,
1: you know what? Tell you know, you, I was curious about you. By the way, uh, we're dropping this on the seventh day of March, uh, which is the birthday of Jeff Kent, okay. the <laughs> cute and cuddly, Former San Francisco Giants uh, second baseman, Joe Carter, who touched them all. Joe, you'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. It turned out that was accurate. He never did hit a bigger home run than the one that ended the 1993 World Series. Although it was a bit presumptuous when the Blue Jays announcer said that. Joe Carter was a, a, a tremendous player for the Indians before he arrived in Toronto. played one season in San Diego, and hit one of the great home runs in the history of baseball off of Mitch Williams to clinch the 1993 World Series. Um, He was discovered by Buck O'Neill. Buck O'Neill discovered him, now Hall of Famer Buck O'Neill, discovered Joe Carter and drafted him into the Cubs organization. He was traded to the Cleveland Indians in the trade that brought Rick Sutcliffe to the Cubs the year that he won the Cy Young Award in 1984. Other people who were born on this day include the late great J.R. Richard, whose number is still not retired by the Astros. I don't understand why. He was the most dominant pitcher in baseball when he suffered a massive stroke in the middle of the 1980 season that ended his career. Who knows how baseball history would have been different if he didn't have that stroke. I can tell you one thing, the Astros would have won the 1980 pennant and probably would have won the World Series. And Uh, A couple other people who were born this day include Jeff Burrows, two-time All-Star and the most valuable player of the American League in 1974 as a member of the Texas Rangers. Played several years in Atlanta as well and finished his career up with the Toronto Blue Jays the first time they went to the postseason, which is 1985. And chances are he was one of the players whose career was derailed by collusion. When the owners decided not to sign free agents, got together. This is not. This is not conspiracy theory time. They were found guilty of collusion, and several players who were on the fringe were not offered contracts. And it probably ended the career of Hall of Famer Rod Carew. Probably ended the the career of Al Oliver, who was a borderline Hall of Famer. And while Jeff Burrows was not a borderline Hall of Famer, was still a fine player when he his career ended. So I just want to, that's a little bit of uh, March 7th, who was born and everything like that. Uh, We did get news over the weekend that the Major League Baseball and the Players Association did get together. We still don't have a deal yet, as per this recording. No deal yet, but according to uh, Chelsea James of the Washington Post, um, maybe there's some things we're agreeing on. Let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we, we, we found out over the weekend there, Miller.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're saying their talks are going to resume today, I believe, uh, between both sides and uh, it still seems like there's a, a good amount of ground to cover, especially when it comes to the money, the pre arbitration stuff and the competitive back, because I'm pretty sure you saw that report where there was four teams that, you know, uh, was against the the raising of the luxury tax a competitive balance tax and one of those four teams was the Arizona Dimebacks who have <laughs> notoriously been one of the cheapest teams in baseball whenever they do want to spend money it's always for a past their prime aging pitcher so I'm not too sure how close we are to the lockout ending. It feels like we're still very far. This is the first time they're talking since games were canceled. I mean, we're not getting the first two series of baseball. That We know that off, off the bat. We're starting with 154 games, which really doesn't make any sense because you could tack these games on later. There's no need to cancel games. I'm sure networks don't want games to be canceled. But this is what baseball is doing. And right now, it's just really a wait and see period. I don't know where this is going. You
1: know, when they when cancel the first two weeks, I mean, I can't be the first one to think like, can't you schedule some double headers later?
0: I mean, to to make
1: some of that up. I mean, um, you and I have talked a little bit about, I'm not against the idea of shortening the season, especially since we're talking about expanding the playoffs. It looks like playoff expansion is coming. It's coming. Um, And we can scream at the tides. It's kind of like me talking about the universal DH. I have to stop screaming at it because it's going to happen. Um, and I've talked about that one of the things in baseball, this is not old man Sully here. This is talking about a reality about the playoffs in baseball, is that no matter what happens, it will always be somewhat of a coin flip because of the fact that you don't know what pitcher is going to get hot at, at a certain time. You don't know what team is going to get cold at a certain time. You have two basketball teams playing in a series. The superior team's almost always going to win because it's the same lineup each time. It's not the same lineup with if you line up a starting pitcher, if you have a a bullpen that needs to be rested, whatever. Uh, A team with a dominant pitcher can pull an upset, even a team with a losing record. So I always felt the thing that made the crapshoot work was the long season was the fact that not everyone got in. You had to be one of the best teams. And so you know, you know, with a few exceptions over the years, the 87 Twins, a couple of the the, the 2006 Cardinals, there have been a couple of instances where a team wins the World Series You go, Really. I am and I for for the record, I'm not going to throw this year's Braves team I was gonna into say. that be, because well, I mean they did have a losing record at, you know, the All-Star break and they did have a losing record relatively late in the season they were a talented team that just got riddled with injuries and got super hot at the right time. All right, if you want to throw that in fine. As if you want to throw in any team that didn't crack 90 wins including the 2014 Giants
0: mm-hmm.
1: who, you know, who who won. But in each of those years, you know that they got in and they survived a gauntlet against some good teams. It's almost always because the pitching held out I guess the 87 twins is just an anomaly that just should never have happened and I actually like that team it's a twin fans don't get mad at me don't get mad at me but you know your team that had a negative run differential uh was uh took advantage of two injured teams and a and a favorable playoff schedule but if you're gonna expand it then I think you have to make the gauntlet shorter you know it's what you know you can't Uh, if you're going to have more playoff teams, first of all, I don't want baseball going deep into November. And you also don't want to have it be, you know, if you play, you're one of the best team over 162 games and then you lose three, you lose two games to an 81 win team and suddenly your entire season is, is nullified. Uh, There's something about that that just doesn't sit right with me.
0: Yeah, because the reason I'm kind of okay with it, because basketball in the last couple of years, they installed this playing tournament. When I first heard about it, I was like, we're going to put more teams in the playoffs who don't deserve to be there. But now you watch the playing tournament, and it just keeps teams. in the race longer makes teams more competitive longer and now also teams have a false hope that maybe i can make the postseason and make something happen when i get there and i'll get some extra playoff revenue money when it comes to baseball 162 game season is so long for when i was watching the d-backs this year after two months i'm like my team is out of it now i gotta watch 80 plus games of meaningless baseball the rest of the season i just feel like there's too much Too much dead time when it comes to a team, you know, halfway through the period. There's just too many games where you're watching a team that's non-competitive and really is playing for nothing. So I feel like if you expand the postseason, now as a D-back fan, I'm like, all right, I might have a little bit more chance. Maybe my team makes a couple more moves now in the offseason. Maybe they actually go out there and sign a couple more players because it's like, hey, we don't have to be one of the, you know, eight best teams anymore in our uh, conference. Now we just have to be one of the 12th best teams, one of the 14th best teams in our conference. And now maybe we make the postseason or, excuse me, it's like the whole field is playing uh, 14 teams now. But you get what I'm saying. So for uh, – I- a fan of a bad team, I like the expand postseason because it just gives me a little bit more hope that maybe we can make the postseason. And when you look at recent history, like we've seen a bunch of teams recently not be that good during the regular season and then make it to the World Series. I mean, even outside the team, the Braves this year, you have the Nationals wild card team a couple years ago. The Royals, mm-hmm. when they won, they were like a 91 team. We've seen a lot of teams in the last 10 mm-hmm. years be wild card, you know, 91 team or worse and make it to the World Series. So I just don't feel like you need 162 games to get the best outcome in the best teams because I think it's just an arbitrary number whether it's 100 games or 200 games eventually we're all going to be happy with the outcome at the end of the day
1: well i think you make a good point i think in this in our second segment i do want to talk about what you just alluded to and how i think that could relate to what is the fundamental issue i believe in the lockout that if we can change it could make a lot of things better but if it means some of these teams like the diamondbacks can fiddle with it and make repairs and try to make themselves better then I'm all for it. And if you got to make any repairs, you should go to rockauto.com for your car. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or intimidating questions and wait for the person behind the counter who's to go tippy-tap, tippy-pat on their computer and, oh, we're going to just happen to choose the brands that we always choose. Come on. You've got computers with access to rockauto.com at your home, in your pocket, maybe even on your watch. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for the last 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need are at RockAuto.com. And let me tell you something. We have seen the odds going left and right of when is the season going to start? One of the things people are actually betting on is how many games baseball is going to lose. That's depressing. But if you want to make some money on that, go to Mm bet online, you know, football's over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from the latest odds totals player performances to props where the next fired coach is going to land. I think they're going to land on the Lock It Podcast Network, but that's a different story. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, and hopefully eventually baseball. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. It's where the game starts. And do you what? Bet online. Get these baseball games to start because I'd like to see some baseball games to start. But we're back doing our crossover. It's Monday with Miller. Mm-hmm. It's Miller Monday. Sully. Monday with Millard and Sully. Yeah. Register at Music Lyrics by Paul Francis So Um the you you hit upon something there and I've been kind of back and forth on the concept of expanded playoffs because on the one hand i I don't want it to be every team in the postseason i do want to i do yeah. think it should be a, a merit system because you're it's one of the reasons why the gauntlet of the long season is there I wouldn't mind seeing those seasons shortened i i've said before we said in the previous time i want the season to end on labor day Mm-hmm. Because I want the baseball playoffs played in summer-like conditions, not during, you know, I don't want <laughs> no winter. We, I want think about it. In 20, was it in 20, uh, 2019, Minnesota, was it 20? No, 2009. Sorry, 2009. No, in twenty no, uh, mm-hmm. 2017, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the wildcard teams was Colorado. And another wildcard team was Minnesota. So there was a scenario that the World Series could have been played outdoors in November in Denver and Minneapolis. Cool. Gee whiz, I wonder if there's going to be some issues there. Now, it would be fun to see all the stars from the Fox series say, here's from the new series. They're all shivering, looking like they're on Hoth. But that being said, that's my that's my requisite Star Wars reference for each episode I have to make. Um That's a bit bananas, especially if we have baseball going deep into November. I don't want to see that. But you made a great point because I was also thinking about one of the dangers of an expanded playoffs is if you're a team that's already pretty good, why would you have any motivation to make your team? If you're like, we're going to be an 89-90 win team, so why would you try to be a 100-win team and make improvements? We're "We're already in. We don't need to sign a big player. But from your perspective – Mm-hmm. For a team that's on the cusp of those, whether it's going to be 12 or 14 teams, you know, anything to get the Angels in the postseason up for, because I want to see Mike Trout and show <laughs> yeah, in right? October. But also. Wait,
0: Sully, real quick. Real quick question for you. Do you know how many playoff career hits Mike Trout has?
1: One. He hit a home run in game three right. of the, the 2014 division series against Kansas City in Kansas City.
0: Yeah, it's very. He has one more hit than me. Yeah, it's very sad to see. But it's not, not his
1: fault. I mean, he's putting mm-hmm. mean, he had, that means he had two games where he didn't get a hit and mm-hmm. then hit a home. So, but conversely, I could say he's hit a home run one third of every playoff games he's played in. You know, <laughs> okay, when, yeah. when, you have, when you have a sample size of three games, you can manipulate it any way you want. Um, remember in that series, the Angels lost two extra inning games at home, which means a blue like a home run in the bottom of the ninth of those first two games, they would have been up two games to none on Kansas City. But I digress. Also, Kansas City was twice three outs away from losing the, the wild card game to Oakland. So I also digress.
0: Yeah, I do um, want to take a quick shot. Please continue. Sorry to okay. de- no, right no,
1: no, right. no. I get it. I get it. Um, but the main I, – I think the main crux of what needs to be changed in the world of the lockout is baseball has to create a system where it's profitable and advantageous to put a good product on the field instead of not instead of cuz everything when you think about tanking service time manipulation uh every other little thing that they you know trying to get the best draft pick all the little mm-hmm. things that you do that makes some teams like the Diamondbacks, like they're waving the white flag in May. Exactly. And some, and some of these teams are fielding minor leaguers, but for half the season to do something that creates an advantage to put your best roster on the field, try to win games, even if you're, you know, if you're on the cusp, like oh well, wait a minute, if we, if we push it a little harder, maybe we can get that last spot. Um, I think, Anything that can do that is positive for baseball and will get both sides. The owners would find their lives to be profitable, as would the players, which is the crux of what's happening, is that you have teams that are finding that they have motives other than trying to put a good product on the field, which is not good for anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think you would have more Atlanta-like teams if you know you had the expanded postseason because now it's like the Braves were kind of on the cuffs near the trade deadline. They were near sniffing playoff contention. So they just went out there. They made some under-the-radar moves. We have that big trade deadline show. We were like, what are the Braves doing, getting Eddie Rosario and all these guys? And then you look, you know, months later and it all worked out. So now you might see more teams in the future. Like, we don't have to go out there and make the big splashes, but we could just work around the edges, the fringes, and just make a competitive team to make the postseason, and then we'll see what happens when we get there because the baseball postseason could get really weird. You could get a couple breaks in terms of injuries. Maybe your pitcher gets high, and all of a sudden you're in the World Series. So I think if you get the expanded postseason, plus I think you do need to shorten the season a little bit because Mm -hmm. I think it's also easier... To, to make the postseason when it's a sprint and not a giant marathon, the less talented teams, the, the longer you play, it's just less likely that they're going to be able to hang on. So if it was like a 120-game season, it'll just make it a little bit more easier for those teams at the bottom to make the postseason. I think they'll be more aggressive in free agency and the trade market. And on that same point, if it's a shortened season,
1: let's let's shorten it to 140, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say it's 140 and you end the season, maybe not as drastically as I say on Labor Day, But I pick Labor Day because most people stop following baseball once the calendar turns to September. They they turn their eye to football. So that's what, you know, if your team's in the postseason, you're still going to follow it. But either way, let's just call it mid-September because that way we're not going to have the Twins play the Rockies in the middle of a snowstorm. Um, It will allow for teams. First of all, you'll probably have fewer injuries because one of the times, I mean, it's, it's a war of attrition that you have so many teams like down the stretch, like sometimes, yeah. you know, the, the pitchers are worn down, the bullpens are worn out, and you're seeing a shell of their former team. When the Padres made the postseason in the the COVID-shortened season, by the time they got to the division series against Los Angeles, they weren't even the Padres anymore. They were just – they were none of their top pitchers were available. It was a mess. Um, but when I had Stacey Gatsoulias – from Lockdown Yankees, we did a uh, crossover last week. We examined the fact that a team like Miami, which has Trevor Rogers, Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, they have a couple of very good they young pitchers talent. on the team. And they very good pitchers. And if they did what the Braves did, which was essentially say, if we're not going to get a superstar at every position, let's make sure there's a major leaguer. Let's make sure there's a legit major leaguer at every position. And then, as we saw what happened by them, you know, when people were doing the who won the trade deadline special in July, nobody said, well, they got Rosario and Soler. That's a World Series title right there. Mm-hmm. But they won the trade deadline. Yeah, It's kind of like with the Red Sox, like they acquired Steve Pierce, who became the World Series MVP. No one's like, oh, my God, the Sox are running. Or, or um, when uh, like 10 years ago, the Giants acquired Marco Scudero from Colorado And nobody said, wow, the Giants are for real. But Scooter became the NLCS MVP and got big hit after big hit. It's sometimes it's get a true major leaguer who may need a change of scenery or may get that extra, you know, that extra boost. That, you know, if I did this a little later in the segment, that would have been my feed into the built bar read. But either way creating a situation where teams will sign some of these fringe free agents because they say, hey, look at if we've got to put a couple more major leaguers, the Marlins may be in it. Mike Trout and the Angels may be in it. Maybe the, the D-backs won't have to trade everyone when they ask for more than minimum wage to, to be on the team. And you might see you know, Seattle or Pittsburgh or Baltimore, or some of these perennial bottom feeders, or at least- not, I mean, it's tough to call the Mariners a bottom feeder, they won 90 games last year, but they, they haven't made the postseason since Ichiro's rookie year. Um, you oh, know, wow. this is, you know, <laughs> this time. is they're the only, uh, you know, Seattle's the only current major league city to never host a World Series and only franchise to not make it to the World Series. Um, mm. and so maybe any system that would allow that to happen would be good for baseball.
0: Yeah. And the sad thing about the Marlins specifically is outside of Alcantara, they got Rogers and Pablo Lopez without, mm-hmm. with, uh, they got those two and they weren't a part of the Yelich or the Giancarlo Stan trade. So I imagine they still had those, that outfield duo of Ozuna, Yelich and Giancarlo Stan. Or, I, I or, think or
1: imagine if they got something good for them, if they got yeah. good pieces yeah. <laughs> back for them. I mean, the Yelich trade, they got Brinson and he just turned out to be a bust Areno. <laughs> I mean, imagine if they actually got value for those two players. Yes, I understand Stanton was mainly for a salary dump, but Yelich they could have got. I mean, for sure. Look, and look at if Brinson had worked out, it would have been they would have had. But they, but it didn't.
0: Oh, they, was they the worst of the three, and he got the best return because you got Zach yeah. Gallon and Alcantara back in that deal, and then we now know Zach Gallon's on the D backs. Thank you, Marlins. Right. But we gave we gave up Jad Chisholm. it's was pretty good. So yeah, I, I definitely agree. Hopefully we see more competitive, you know, teams. Hopefully these rules lead to more uh, competitive balance in the league overall because I just think there's such a disparity in terms of the bottom feeders in baseball with how non-competitive they want to be when you look at the Orioles, the D-backs, the Pirates. I mean, the D-backs I think were trying to be competitive. They were just absolutely terrible. I think it was just more of a a circumstance kind of thing. The Pirates and the Orioles, they seem to go into the year with mindsets like the Astros a few years ago of, we're not trying to win games this year. We're going to have the cheapest roster out there. And for the Astros, it worked out. So we'll see for these other bottom Feeders, if but
1: with too. some of the other, like when people point to how the Astros or Chicago you know traded everything that wasn't nailed down and built their way up, you know, they those yes, it worked for the Astros, yes, it worked for the Cubbies, and yeah, sometimes like the Red Sox have gone through years where they're like, all right, let's we're gonna dump some players, but then you know, retool in a couple of years, yeah, but you know, the Red Sox are either in last place or in the ALCS. There's no, yeah. there's no figuring out the Red Sox. They're very guys. fun.
0: I love the Red Sox. They're, but they're
1: uh, um, There you go. But, um, <laughs> but when you have teams that are in a perennial rebuild, you know, like the pirates, say for that three year flowers from Algernon period where they made the playoffs three straight years and went back to um, where they're, you know, they're, they're stumbling. I, I, I just think that anything that baseball can do to make those teams, especially when you see there's always not, if not an all-star team, then at least a competent team available via free agency of all the non-tendered players and free agents. For some of these players, these teams have first instinct to say, "What if we put a major leaguer in each position and see what happens?" Uh, at least then, even if it fails, at least then you're you're trying. It's something. I mean, I remember. I would. This is a weird thing to say. My my buddy Grant and I used to go to a bunch of movies when I was growing up, and we went to see a lot of bad movies too. But we saw a movie that just was just staggering and like just spinning its wheels and how bad it was. And my friend Grant just yelled up to the screen, "Come on, try, just try." And it was my favorite thing I've heard yelled at a movie theater. But it was. I want to yell that at some teams. Like, come on, yes. Pirates, try. Even if it you doesn't... don't win, try. it's what I actually liked about what Kansas City did last year. It didn't work. But they picked up a lot of players like, you know, Carlos Santana and a couple of the, you know, veterans. They, they tried. It didn't work. But at least they were telling their fans, we're not going into the season waving the white flag. We're at least going to give it a shot.
0: Yeah, because what's the excuse for not trying if you have expanded postseason, a shorter season and no salary cap? What's your reason for not trying just because you don't want to spend the money and you're just trying to collect as much revenue at, at, you know, through ticket sales and things like that? Like, I I don't know what the reason is for not trying, because at the end of the day, you're going to make more money if you're a good team putting competitive roster on the field, making post-seasons, making runs deep in the playoffs. Like, at the end of the day, those will get you more eyeballs. That's how you generate the network stuff, the TV stuff. Like, local teams are still going to do good regardless. But if you put a competitive team out there, uh, a real winning team out there, it could draw national attention, which could even put more money in your pocket. So I don't understand why owners don't want to put good teams on the field. I think if you don't want to put a good team on the field, you should probably sell your team. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what?
1: When I look at it when I look at someone who's doing something that's a no-brainer, like oh, why would you avoid putting a decent product in the field? Just makes no sense. It'd be like not having a built bar. Yeah. Because built bars are so good and yet they're so good for you. Why wouldn't you have them? I mean Mm -hmm. it's like it's like, oh, I'm cheating on my diet. No, you're not. You're still loving it. Hey, have you tried the puffs? Oh, yes. Okay, if you haven't, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best tasting built bars ever. They're the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. And they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And puffs are a fan favorite. You and I love them. they got some great mm-hmm. flavors. They get the yummy, a, a chero. <laughs> coconut marshmallow. That was my wrestler name. Banana cream pie, so good. These are gonna be your new favorites. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yeah, puffs included. I don't want to hear it. 100% real chocolate. They got low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. All right, and they're 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 better for you. I don't have to tell you the candy bars are bad for you. It's what they're candy bars. Figure it out. But these are built bars. 130 calories. Boom. I just burned 130 calories doing this podcast. Four grams of sugar four net carbs, four grams of protein, nah, consider four times as much, even more, 17 grams of protein. They're talking about that. Compare that to a candy bar, which is a candy bar. Now we'll look at the flavors, mint, brownie, coconut, coconut, and almond, raspberries, my favorite one. We got white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. New flavors are coming out all the time. If they think the flavor is going to be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious. that will be good for you. At Bill Bar, they think about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out and to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it. They do it all the time. Go to Bill.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 to get those Bill Bars. Sing the song with me, everybody. Billbar.com. And by the way, Thanks for making Locked On MLB your first listen or maybe Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen. Hey. Either way, make the other one your second listen. When you're done with that, and believe me, I know that's a lot, but keep going because Locked On MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby should be your third listen. Lindsey Crosby's host of the show, a uh, friend of the show here. He didn't ho- he's not hosting the show. I still have my job unless the the good folks at Locked On want to tell me something. But Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. See which players the Pirates will bring up and trade. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts.
0: That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Shout out to Sully Baseball. Let me hop on his podcast for Mondays with Millard coming in coming at you every Monday, of course. There's going to be a part two with Sully on Wednesday. We're also going to be doing two different sets of rankings on Wednesday because I'm definitely missing Monday's supposed ranking, you know, network-wide ranking we're supposed to be doing on Monday. I'm definitely going to be missing that because of these crossovers with Sully. So we'll do two rankings on Wednesday. One of them will be ranking the defenses in the division. I won't tell you what the other ranking will be. That'll be a surprise for Wednesday. So you're going to have to come back for the podcast to find out what it is. Of course, as always, stay safe and stay healthy, and I'll catch you guys next time. Deuces!